buzz going. Not fucked up, but just a buzz. Yeah, oh, somebody nice. left a bottle of tequila for anybody who wanted it, so I decided, fuck, I'll drink it. What the hell? Who no left a bottle? Drinking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you were just like, someone left their liquor un- unprotected. I guess, yeah. Kyle's molesting liquor bottles. Like pre No, no, no. I mean, I, I think he, like, just left it for anybody who wanted it. So much. Uh, like, I'm not sure if somebody told me, so. I'm like, they don't want it. <laughs> I mean, I'm usually I don't drink that because it doesn't really taste good, but what the hell? Oh, nice. You just felt like it. Yeah. Now, do you drink whenever you get the chance to, or is it just like, you know, just like when you feel like it? Yeah, it's usually just when I feel like it. I don't, like, do it that often in general. Hmm. Last time I did it was St. Patrick's Day, so, I don't know. Yeah, I fucked up today. I left my damn sign-in, well, my sign sheet for my meetings at the fucking meeting today. Uh oh. Yeah, I don't know what the house manager's gonna say. Oh boy. Other people there that could corroborate I was there for that meeting, but like, you know, like, hopefully I can get the paperwork tomorrow. Well, let's hope. You think they'd keep it or? <laughs> I don't know. Shit, you might be fucked. Yeah, I might be. Let's hope they don't throw you out of this fucking place you're in. I don't think they're going to trip, but they might put me on restriction because my, my roommates can corroborate that I was at at least one of the meetings I was supposed to go to. Yeah, yeah. Which was the main meeting. Like, uh, you know, they could be like, yeah, Aaron was there. Uh, okay. So I don't think I'll get in too much trouble. Let's hope, man. It would be some bullshit if they do. They're just like, fuck you. <laughs> and I don't put anything past these rehab people. So. Me either. Yeah, well, what did you do today? Yeah, just mostly... Uh... Woke up, heard a little bit of this uh, Indian dude, uh, not Indian dude, like a British dude who usually talks about <clears throat> British and, or not British, usually talks about Buddhist and Hindu philosophy. And uh, was on the radio, like an old dude, he's not, he died like back in 1973, but uh, had a talk on, on, uh, on, uh, People and like how they decide what you're wrong or whatever, and uh, that a lot of it's based on what you ought to do or whatever, or what people say you ought to do or what you should do. And uh, then they had uh, to, uh, this dude that wrote a thing saying that this was back in the you recorded this back in the 50s, so like this is a dude saying we need to fight against the Russians and uh, so that we don't become a slave to communism, which. 
you know, in general, it's better to be peace at peace with everybody in the country. We just got to worry about our government making us a slave to something. And uh, so, uh, so he's like saying that uh, that that kind of thinking is fucked up. And if you really need to fight so you don't become a slave to something, it would be better to kill yourself rather than become a slave to it. Or then, you know, if you're that worried about being enslaved by it, either just accept being a slave in the future or kill yourself. Uh, and then he said, uh, you know, why don't, why don't people think about uh, a way technology we have to make, you know, some, some kind of like a utopian society or a society that's better or something. And, but then all these practical people say it can't be done because it's been done before. But, you know, how many years ago, and it, but then the dude's going, well, we could have done it, uh, you know, that things are different now than it was a few years ago, so maybe something like that could be done again. Then he's going, it's like somebody, and this is like totally what somebody who, uh, about that if he kills himself, then, uh, you know, whatever girlfriends or whatever people that treated him shitty, you know, with me it's chicks, so with me I think whatever chicks treated me shitty, then they're going to wish they hadn't have treated me shitty. Or, you know, like, uh, think maybe I shouldn't have treated him that bad. You know, either that or I think, oh, they'll be happy if I kill myself because they'd rather have me kill myself than have to fuck me. But, uh, it's like, uh, I don't know, I've been thinking that kind of shit for, or the stuff, that kind of stuff for, the, like, the, the thing about, you know, if, if, if I kill myself then maybe the women around that, uh, treated me shitty would, would feel different about it. You know, like, I've been obsessed with that for, like, eight years and shit. So, it's like, uh... Anyway, but then the dude's like, if you think that, you're just completely mad or whatever. But, you know, maybe I am mad, but, okay, I think that way, so, I don't know. But then he ended the show kind of like that, or so I don't remember how, how he ended the show. And then, and then I heard this, uh... Dude that was interviewed talking about how our government is trying to escalate, like, build up all these weapons that our, our military has been trying to build up all these weapons for the past uh, couple of years in, in uh, near Taiwan. Because the communists are, or the Chinese are saying that they're going to uh, invade Taiwan at some point and uh, bring it back as... as, as Chinese, uh, uh, you know, part of uh, part of uh, China, you know, make it part of their empire, I guess. And uh, so our military is supposedly trying to set up all these different type of missiles, like both conventional and nuclear, around that area, and he's like worried that we'll be stupid enough to fight a nuclear war there, and. Uh, that uh, it's uh, I don't know, this this dude is like a dude that was in the in the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, and then he wound up uh, testifying against the military in Congress about stuff that went down, and, and uh, we were told one thing, and it was completely different. And but anyway, it was, it was uh, kind of a trip. I hope we don't. Want
doing stuff in those countries. That would suck. But, uh, I don't know. Then I heard that, and then I heard this other show after that where they're talking about, uh, first, I don't know, first they talked about the uh, Brazil and how much, they're, I don't know, he's like blaming Brazil for not doing much about the coronavirus, the same way they were blaming Trump, but I think the dude in Brazil did enough really fucked up shit. I don't think how he handled coronavirus is the, was that bad, you know, whatever he's doing, what the other fucked up shit he did in his country, including outlawing all uh, protests, was, uh, you know, a lot, you know, that stuff he really needs to be blamed for. And then they had a thing, and then he's talking about how industry, the people that are in the coal industry, like, to get into different industries so they don't have to do the polluting industry and, and give them handouts so that they don't have to do the uh, polluting industries, which made sense. And then he talked about uh, how, what was it, our, our, uh, there are all these, like, all these people saying that we're going to really build the country and get good once we now that uh, places are opening up and uh, people are going to want buying as much stuff as, as they did right after World War II, and he's saying how that's not going to happen because, one, we've only had like one year of, uh, of uh, people sacrificing and not buying stuff, where in World War II it was a bunch of years of sacrificing stuff, and uh, how... Uh, they were, uh, what else, that they were, that uh, the economy isn't going to be, I don't know, probably isn't going to recover that fast because most of the stuff that is now, that used to be made in America is now made in China. So whatever recovery happens, the Chinese communists are going to make, uh, or the Chinese are going to make the most money out of the recovering economy and whatever people buy uh, and just, you know, talking about how the economy is not going to recover as much as they say that, that it is. Yeah. Uh, even if we can open everything up. A dude, I'm trying to think who the dude they, they interviewed somebody about, uh, I don't remember, something about, uh, I know, he's, he's talking about the, how the country's, I don't know, doing, like, since the pandemic and stuff. I don't know. I don't remember as much of the interview with the dude. I, I mean, I heard the whole interview, but it wasn't... didn't blow my mind, whatever the dude was saying. But uh, And then uh, after that, uh, I watched, uh, listened to a porn forum on this chat line, and then uh, uh, talked to a friend of mine, or a couple of friends of mine, and then uh, was about to start my ritual, and then uh, my roommate came back, and then I was mostly listening to an oldies forum uh, on the phone most of the day, and, and uh, tripping in my head, doing a radio station in my head. But uh, So I've used the phone a lot, so I don't know how much battery I have. Cause I, it ran out, and I charged it for like 20 minutes, and then I had to... Remembered I needed the clock on out when my pizza was things. I went and ate dinner. And then uh, I finished eating and uh, this is thinking, I'm gonna I'm gonna move to a different room. I gotta I gotta move to a different room.
to church and my uh, preacher was talking about you know in a couple months he uh, will hire me to do a job to like dispatch for trucks okay right on something the one you just got or well fuck yeah it'd probably be easier cause all you gotta do is look up like uh, work he said work with seven different drivers and you know you find them uh, jobs you know god but he's talking about making two thousand per, uh, yeah, per, you know, like a uh, driver every like couple weeks or whatever. Nah. Yeah, but he was just like, "Oh, don't tell me that you slacking off at work and shit like that." <laughs> nah. Yeah, he said, if you're doing good at your job, you know, then I'll hire you and stuff. Ah. Which I'm down. That would be a lot of fucking money. You keep getting better jobs. Like, you good job, and then you leave that good job, or better job, and you leave that job, and get a better job than that one. Yeah. But that sounds like a job that I could stay at for a while. I said, that sounds like a job I could stay at for a while, because that's like thousands a month. Right on, man. You got this job for next job coming around, you can do that one. Yeah. Right on. nervous about this job, because I'm not sure if I'm a dude. I mean, I'm, I sold stuff before, but it was like newspaper subscriptions, which should have been way harder than what I'm going to sell now. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, well, just you know, getting truck people to go wherever they got to go. That's like you know, you don't have to sell something. So on on how good a sales you make, you know. Yeah, it's just like dispatching them to where they need to go. Yeah, yeah my other roommates. He was telling them about it. He's like, you know, I'm starting my company and I'm gonna need people in a couple months. And they're like, uh, I don't know if he's for real or not. And I'm like, well, I ain't never known him to lie, you know. I might have had problems with his kids back when I was a teenager. I never had any problems with him. Really. I'm in that mood now. You know that I drink the tequila. I'm in kind of a mood to do something. Let me see. Let me see if I can get this done. I'll see. I'm going to go back and try to see if I can. Do something, but okay, go. Yeah, say whatever you're saying. Just walking around. Yeah, like uh, they were like, oh, you know, like I'm like, I was just telling them, like, I ain't never known them to lie, you know. So I think he'd do it, you know, because like he's like, you know, what point does he have to lie about shit? Because like he's making six figures at the job he's at now, but he wants to start his own business. Oh, so this is a business that isn't even there. So, like, where is he going to find the other truck drivers? Or it's, it's his own business, so they all work for him. Yeah, they all work for him. 
like doing what? Like, what are they doing with the truck? Are they delivering stuff, or what are they doing? Like, uh, you, like, like, or look up, like, either use the internet or the phone, and you find, uh, like, you know, packages, like, you know, if somebody needs them, you connect them with a driver, and the driver, you know, you find jobs for the driver. The driver actually goes around and picks up the stuff, but you are the one who finds him the job in the first place. Okay, I'm trying to figure out where do you find your job, like, on the internet, like, who are they tr- originally trying to get in touch with? Like, they're just trying to get in touch with anybody that can do the job, or... Well, he said, like, you want to get, like, seven, like, you know, per each worker, like, seven truck drivers that basically you work with. Uh-huh. Because he said, like, if you go over seven, it's too many people, you know. Okay, so you got seven truck drivers that he works that they're ones that he works with. Yeah. And you find them... Uh, the thing that's the most dicey about this job to me, though, is, like, where do you go on the internet or whatever, or how do you find these people, and why would they choose your truck driver over anybody else's to do whatever they need to have done? Yeah, that's the details I haven't learned yet. Yeah, yeah I know, that's where, I don't know if this is, it, it just kind of sounds a little iffy. Yeah, I'm not sure, you know, but I'm willing to take the chance on it. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't really ask him more about this, because I don't know if this dude, if he's trying to start his own business, I don't know if he's really thought it through and how easy that part of it would be to do. Yeah, I'll ask him more about it, like, next weekend. Right on, right on. That's a valid point. Yeah, because that's... I'd really, like, check on that, because, I mean, I think you're probably... The job you just got sounds like it's going to be more of a guaranteed thing than this dude's thing. I mean, as much as he'll pay you the money for as long as he can, but you don't know how long this business will go or how hard is it. And is, he, is he paying you straight salary or is it... Uh, like, it's a commission of each uh, job you find. Yeah, no, that's dicey, man. You, the job you just got is a lot more certain than that. Yeah, I'd rather take the chance on making a lot more money, you know what I mean? Because I can always find yeah, another job paying you know, 12 commission, bucks a month. Commission isn't that easy to make money. Some commission, and there's a good chance you're not going to make that much money, and you'll make even less than you're making on the job you got. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if this, this job's a good idea. But, uh, I don't know, uh, but he was talking about for one person, like one truck driver can make you 2000 bucks. Okay, you know, because basically the way he was explaining it to me, he's like, oh, somebody doesn't want to go anywhere in New York. They want to go everywhere but New York. So you, like, I, he didn't explain, like, specifically where you go to get the you know, stuff, but he's talking about you make $2,000 for each job for, like, each truck driver. Yeah, but it's just, like, how likely is it that you'll get that job? That's, you know, where it's confusing. That's where I kind of sound a little iffy. Yeah, I know what you mean. 
But I don't know. Like I trust this guy when he when he says he's gonna make some money. I think he's gonna make some money because this dude's making like at least two hundred thousand dollars a year when I was a kid, like when I was in high school. Yeah. So, you know, he's good. You know, he ain't, like, he could probably retire if he felt like it, you know, but I guess he wants to still make money and do his own business. Yeah, yeah. All right, you ready to dive into the news? Yeah, let's dive into the news. Splash, splash. That's why my battery still holds up. And then uh, Cuomo state leaders agreed to legalize marijuana. Oh, right on. Yay. So at least in New York, herbs going to be legal. Yeah. All right. Yeah, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo on Saturday formally announced that an agreement had been reached with state lawmakers to legalize recreational marijuana. The agreement will create the office of cannabis management which will set forth a regulatory framework on medical and adult use marijuana the bill also the bill will also expand medical marijuana programs in new york according to a press release and will provide licensing for producers distributors retailers and other actors in the cannabis market well let's just hope they do different in California and make it a, so that the cost of being able to get the license isn't so prohibitive for uh, poor people and black people and Latinos and that uh, it's done, you know, just by making the cost of it cheap enough instead of just by doing it like having a quota that, okay, this many people from this race have it, and this many people from this race, but it's just that the price has to be low. You know, because what, what happens is that the price is high, and they let some people that can't afford the high price get in because of whatever race they are. And it's just, they, they should just make the price low so that whatever race you are, however you know, poor you are, that you should you can get into business easier and not have it be so prohibitive to get into the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you mean. I'm fucking hungry. I'm about to eat some apple pie. Great. About to heat up some apple pie. I took care of my munchies. I didn't take care of my cotton milk yet. I think the liquor would have got rid of the cotton milk. Now that adds to cotton milk in general. Not beer. I mean, beer helps cotton milk. Tequila doesn't. <laughs> now, sometimes beer adds to cotton milk too, but uh, small amounts of beer help cotton milk. And there's a bunch of lame stories for the most part on Google, but, like, I saw one that seemed pretty interesting after that one. Okay. 
Like some of them I already covered yesterday because I kept going with the podcast after you uh, left because I'm like, I might as well put something out, you know? Yeah, no, that's good. I'm just sorry my bad for, I don't know. I'm just doing whatever I'm doing, but uh, right on. It says fourth stimulus check. Over 60 lawmakers now support further direct payments to Americans. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see if, when and if we ever get the next one. Or not, yes, I guess we're supposed to get the next one, but it's when. Or at least some people have gotten it, but I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, they say they're not sending out the um, Social Security for a little while. They keep saying it's delays. Oh, boy. Well, then, uh... Jerry might be really bumming it this month, and he's like really counting on this to do to help him, and it might not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's gonna get this month. Yeah, no, I'm. He, 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 I don't know. Won't go into it. Whatever his problem, but I think uh, I think he's in for some heavy damn money problems this month. But we won't go into it. Well, you think he blew his shit? He blew his wad. Um, 98% sure he did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't make decisions unless I got some shit in my hands, you know. Yeah, I know, but, uh, not a smart dude with money. What can I say? I don't know. Yeah, that's why I'm not worrying too much because, like, if I'm working at this job for a couple months, especially if I don't find, like, a, a place to stay right away, you know, I should have, like, close to 4000 bucks saved up in a couple months. Mm. Well, I have a good chunk of change. Mm. I shouldn't have talked about that. I just thought of it because it's like, it's just what I thought about, man. <laughs> that if it doesn't come for a long time, he's extremely bummed. He's doing really bad. What, uh, he was getting hookers? Nah, well, I don't need to go into it. <laughs> just a dumb money decision. <laughs> can't believe this is happening. Travelers recount tales of getting stuck in Mexico after COVID-19, after positive COVID-19 tests. Okay, what's the bad trip about being stuck in Mexico? I 
maybe that's a borderline third world country. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's true, but, you know, if you got money, it's not as bad. Yeah, but that could be a bad trip if, you know, you're... You know, you got a job, you got to get back to them. They're like, nah, you can't come back to the country. Yeah, man, a bunch of people could have lost their jobs. Because the dumb laws will probably never get go back to Mexico again. Last time I went there was 1999 when you still could go there. What, they didn't require a passport back then? No, not, not back in those days. That must have been good time. You didn't have no real idea or none of that bullshit. A lot mellower of a scene. Actually, in the winter, Mexico reminded me of the neighborhood I lived in at the time. Except for the difference is there's all these people like if you're speak English that every time you walk past the store they they really come out and try to get you to come into their store. <laughs> oh, they do? Yeah. They're like, hey, come into the store. We got these you know, good deals and blah, blah, blah. And every store you go by, they do that. You know? Yeah, they want that American money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a weird trip. Yeah, that's why I wanted to go down to Mexico, because I bet you a bunch of gold-digging Mexican bitches would be fucking... Well, that's what my friend, uh, well, my ex-friend, Nate. Well, Nathaniel, he had told me about, because uh, he's a Mexican, he said he goes down to Mexico once a year. And he said, like, bitches be trying to fuck him just because he's an American. All right, huh? Hey. Might be a good scene if I could get there. Yeah, I'm gonna buy me one of them damn factories outside of Mexico City one of these days. Right on. So just picture that you could buy a whole fucking factory for 40 bucks. Yeah, uh, right on. Yeah, you could take your old paycheck. In America, and live like a king down there. <laughs> uh. Yeah, because like one dollar is like, like I think sixty or eighty pesos, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even ninety. It was either might have even gone there ninety-seven or ninety-eight. It was like late ninety. I think it was before 99, so I think it was either 97 or 90. I think it was early 98 I went there. Oh, so you've been to Mexico? Yeah. How'd you like once it? Once in the 70s, once in the 80s, and then that one time in the... around 98. How was it? Well, in the 70s, 
I live here in the summer. And, uh, it was really boiling hot. <laughs> it, uh, I don't know, kind of had the, the feel, I don't know, kind of just like this village feel when you walk outside. The streets were probably more dirt, if I remember right. Like, completely dirt, if I remember right. Which they seemed more paved when, paved when I went in the 90s. Uh... I know, that's pretty much the main thing I remember about it in the 70s. That and, and uh, someone runs into me and goes, Excuse me, boy! <laughs> and then hearing the sound of like a bunch of Mexican, old Mexican chicks talking to each other. It reminded me of the old uh, TV shows, Mex Spanish TV shows that you could hear on Channel 34 or whatever back in those days. Uh... And then I went in the 80s one time, and the main thing I remember then was uh, going to a record store where, like, somebody at the record store was playing, like, 45s, and, like, when I first go in, they're playing some some uh, disco song that I don't, you know, like, don't remember from the 70s, and then they played uh, George McRae's Rock Me Baby. <laughs> You know, the, it's a, the old 70s. Well, take me in your arms, rock the baby. Yeah, I know and, that uh, I remember hearing that at the store and uh, tuning around the radio and there was, everything was ranchero music. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, mariachi music. No more ranchero. You're more like... Kind of like music that sounds kind of like country polkas with the with the, uh, uh, the 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 accordions and the little guitars and I don't know how to explain it, but but that kind of sound and except one station that was playing like fifties oldies, they were playing like I remember hearing them play Elvis's uh, "You're the Devil in Disguise" in between them talking in Spanish <laughs> and. Uh, I remember, uh, I think, eating tacos somewhere and drinking soda. And I think that's the only thing I remember. I bet the Mexican the food 80s. down there is murderous. And cause I think we drove all the way to Ensenada. Oh, and it, that in, in Rosarita, most of the people there live like homeless people here. Like in Rosarita and... and not quite close to Ensenada, but that whole area between Tijuana and, and Ensenada. It was not really the whole country. It seemed like everybody there was living like homeless people here. Like most of the people were living like homeless people in here. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, well, no, you know, when your wages suck, that's what happens. Even you know, when you work that hard, you still wind up not getting enough to get a place. So. Oh, and the line of people coming back from Mexico because we came back in the late afternoon it was this huge ass line to get in the country and people are selling all this crap that no one would really want to buy you know but uh, you know trying to get money and they had one like little kid singing songs in Spanish trying to get money like all these people were trying to get money selling stuff that nobody really wanted to buy <laughs> and there were people begging on the streets and some people would give them money and some people would give them fruit 
through Mexico on my way to California when I was a kid, but I didn't get to, like, check it out. And then, like, the cops had stopped us and checked all our IDs and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I didn't get the, get the Mexican experience, you know. I've always wanted to go to Mexico. That's a trip. I know, like, I used to know this one hippie chick that used to, or I knew a couple people that went there twice a year, but one hippie chick that really dug being in Mexico and would go every year and just really dug it. You know, like, was, like, really dug that scene for some reason. You know, like, felt like it was a place you could be independent and, and it was a good scene. Which it might be true, you know, like, you didn't have to go through so much bullshit now to, to go there. Wow, we went on a pretty long tangent based off of like a one story. Yeah, this is the what it's like going to Mexico from perspective of somebody that doesn't speak. <laughs> the blind people's guide to Mexico. Well, I don't know if it's the blind people's guide because you probably need a hell of a lot more than that as a blind. You know, this is all three times I went with my parents, so it's like. And it wasn't like a trip where I could really like do whatever I wanted to do or you know anything. It's just being there and watching the scene and, and trying to get what the scene is like there, you know. And then this is weird. Uh, parents of boy with severe epilepsy drop cannabis challenge. What does that mean? <laughs> The parents of a three-year-old boy with severe epilepsy have dropped have dropped a legal challenge over guidelines they say oh, yeah put doctors off prescribing life-saving medical cannabis after they were clarified. So I guess they wouldn't give weed to the kid. Okay, were the parents challenging the doctors, or what's this? And I'm trying to figure this story out. Or were they trying to get the doctors to let them have let him have cannabis, and uh, they decided not to? Yeah, the doctors wouldn't what? give uh, weed to their kid. Okay, right on. I mean, it does help with epilepsy. It definitely does help. Like, you got a friend with ep- epilepsy that that really, or a couple friends. One, you know, close friend with epilepsy and one that's not so close and not that heavy of a friend that had epilepsy and it did help them a lot. Yeah, my one friend, like, he quit having seizures after he smoked weed. Yeah, yeah. Like, he smoked weed for a long-ass time, like, all the time. And then fucking he stopped having seizures. Yeah, yeah. Not friends with that asshole anymore because he got high on meth and called me a nigger. Mm, okay. 
because I told him never to fucking talk to me about moving to Colorado again because he was swearing up and down I could move out with him and his mom for like six months. And then when I'm finally ready to go out there, he uh, he's like, oh, my mom doesn't want you to stay in her house. I'm like, dude, don't bring that shit up to me again, dude. You lied to me. He's like, like oh, I didn't promise you anything. I'm like, yeah, right, bitch. Damn. More weirdness. And then it says, why Biden's marijuana stance is 10 years behind the curve. Okay. Let's hear this one. About time somebody clarified his stance. Okay. Bill Biden and the federal government are behind the times on marijuana reform. Earlier this month, five members of the Biden administration were let go, at least in part, for admitting to past marijuana use. Okay, well, that's old story. But a look at the numbers shows just how different federal law on marijuana is versus public attitudes of it. The latter are much more favorable toward legalizing it. Yeah, but there's, I mean, you can see, I mean, as much as I want it legal, you can see why the, the whole country, there's still, the demographics of most of the country is still that majority of assholes that don't uh, want people to have freedom, so. Yeah, still, like, America's still behind the times because six, only 68% are in favor of legalizing marijuana. Yeah, I don't know if that means that's behind the times. Like, where else is it more forward in the times? I don't know. I mean, besides Canada, maybe. Canada and Amsterdam. <laughs> Israel legalized marijuana. Yeah. Oh, India. Okay, so India and I think Mexico might have no, too. Israel. What? Israel. Oh, yeah, and Israel. Oh, well, Israel did too? Yeah. Oh, right on. Okay. Yeah, so you can get high in the sky in the Holy Land. Right on. Yeah, I need to go to Israel one at least once in my life. You know, go visit the holy sites and shit. Yeah, I'll probably never get out of America now. Why is that? Because the whole real ID bullshit and all that shit. Just too much fucking bullshit to, to get out of here. It says Biden, however, has treated carefully, will tread carefully on marijuana reform. While he doesn't want to it to remain illegal, he just wants it to be decriminalized, not legalized. Okay, well, that's a somewhat step, but uh, you know, it would help some people. But uh, be better to legalize it. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm more of a legalizer than a decriminalizer person, but, uh, I don't know, Biden, Biden is, treads lightly on everything, it seems like, so, yeah, I seriously don't think much is going to change for the better under his administration. Some stuff has, but, 
in general, I think mostly things are just going to change for the worse under this administration, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. All right, Cobra Kai Season 4 is about to be released. Let me see when it's going to be released. Yeah, you probably wouldn't dig, like, the Karate Kid series. Nah, I didn't really dig the movies that much. (laughs) Okay, so Cobra Kai Season 4 is currently filming. If you're looking for the latest on the upcoming fourth season, including when it could release... Well, I don't want to hear, like, when, like, give me, let me know when it's actually going to come out. Because I'm a fan of that show. And then Tugboats honks in celebration as Sway's Canal ship moves slightly. Hmm. I don't see why they don't just get some fucking, like, you know, tugboats, like a bunch of tugboats, and pull it out. Hey, this is not science fiction. Israeli's researchers have grown an embryo outside of the womb. Yeah. You seen that? Yeah, apparently my boy Nada pulled up a story about how uh, Israel has grown an embryo outside of the womb. Hmm. What would that be like? Uh, I don't know. Test tube Jewish dude. I don't know. <laughs> Test tube Jewish dude. A mammal embryo. Whoa. Well, it's a baby animal, not a human. Okay. Well, we're trying to create since they say animals don't have souls anyway. Let's see if we can create an animal that has even less of a soul. Thanks, <laughs> bro. Yeah, but then like, it was like the original name for women. Yeah, and then fucking like they'll have like some portable like like a uh, womb for like gay dudes and shit. And they'll be like, see, I can have a baby too. Yeah, but it'd be weird. I know. I just think of the old uh, term where the word woman came from was Volman, which meant. Void man, because back in those days they didn't believe women had souls. <laughs> That's fucked up. So now that, now that they've come to the conclusion that women have souls, maybe the next thing is to come to the conclusion that animals have souls. And <laughs> I mean, you know, if there is, a, you know, or, you know, for those of us that, I don't know, that uh, don't have souls anymore because we sold ours or don't think there is such a thing <laughs> as a soul, I don't know. Yeah, and then opinion piece. Stop with gun control. Enough already. Okay, well, I'd relate to that, but, uh, oh, my battery just went. Alright. Well, we recorded 48 minutes of the podcast, so that was a decent podcast. What do you think we should name it after? I'll probably keep going on my own. Okay, right on, right on. I know I'm fucking up on this podcast thing a bit, too.
You're doing a good job at it. I'll keep and uh, doing this and just into this. And I've just been in my music trip on the phone a lot lately. Lately, so <laughs> I don't know how many days I'll be on that. Wanting to hear the oldies for him for a while, but uh, I think that's the thing I'm doing right now for a little bit. But uh, we'll make another shot at it tomorrow. But, you, you know, you're doing a good show. And uh, I guess I'm going to take off for more of it, let him take over. But uh, I'll be on for maybe more of the next one. We'll see. All right. Catch you later, Cowcats. Okay. Catch you later, Aaron Order. All right, peace. Peace. <laughs> An insurrection fundraiser. Capital right extremists, Trump supporters raise money for lawyers, uh, lawyer bills online. I'm for that. You know, I think they've, Taking this whole insurrection punishment thing too far. So if they're gonna... (coughs) If they're gonna fucking... Sorry, I'm taking a hit of the inhaler. You know, staying clean. At least for now. Yeah, because, like, it's been taken too far. I think, you know, maybe some, you know, light sentences, you know, maybe give some people some months in jails, not 10, 20 years for fucking having a riot. You know, I think that's a little out of control. And then Joe Rogan explains why his Joe Rogan experience interview with Navy SEAL Marcus Luttrell ended abruptly. Yeah, I don't care. Just a glitch on the show or something. Oh, nah, I don't care enough to go into that. Chris Wallace grills Graham on Georgia voting law. Why on earth is it illegal to give voters water? Yeah, I agree with that. They should be giving people water and food at the polls. That's just to dissuade people from fucking going to vote. And then an American businesswoman, Jennifer R. Curie, said she had a four-year affair with British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Oh my god, they're blowing this shit up way too much. 
AT&T commercial actress says she feels unsafe after online harassment. It's like, bitch, get over yourself. People say I'm hot. People say I'm ugly. Most of them think I'm hot. I don't want to hear their opinions. I don't feel safe. Like uh, Kyle Chaos said, that's just a bitch that doesn't want to have sex. This is interesting. Delay to $1,400 stimulus checks for those on Social Security blamed on lack of funding. Americans desperate for help. So yeah, they keep delaying giving people on SSI fucking the stimulus check. And then Francis Ngannou in Stipe Miokic's title reign with scary second round TK, well, KO. Yeah, I saw that. It was a pretty good knockout, man. I think Ngannou is the truth. You know, fucking Stipe couldn't take him down, and he knocked him out in the second round. I don't think anybody's taking that belt from him. Cause that's my ultimate favorite uh type of fighter is a someone who knows how to grapple on the ground and can beat your ass on the feet. That sounds like a recipe for a long ring. Although I thought Stipe was gonna win by grinding him out, but Ghana wasn't having none of that. The battery that will finally unlock massless energy storage. Says it could revolutionize electric vehicles and aircraft. Scientists have made massless structural battery ten times better than before. The battery cell performs well in structural and energy tests with planned further improvements. Structural batteries reduce weight and could revolutionize electric cars and planes. In groundbreaking new research, scientists have made a structural barrier ten times better than any previous experiment. What's a structural battery and why is it such a big deal? The term refers to an energy storage device that can also bear weight as part of a structure, like if the studs in your home were all batteries, or if an electric fence also held up a wall. In the new paper, researchers from Chalmers University of Technology and KTH Royal Institute of Technology in Sweden reveal how their massless structural battery works. The main use case is for electric cars where a literally massive amount of batteries take up a ton of room and don't contribute to the actual structure of the car. 
In fact, these cars must be specially designed to carry the mass of the batteries. But what if the frame of the car could hold energy? Oh, wow. So that's like turning the entire car into a battery instead of like just having like a solid a solitary battery. So this sounds pretty cool. Due to their multifunctionality, structural battery composites are often referred to as massless energy storage and have the potential to revolutionize the future design of electric vehicles and devices the researchers explain. To make the new structural battery, the scientists layered a buffer glass fabric between a positive and negative electrode then packed it with a space-age polymer electrolyte and cured it in the oven. Where result is a tough, flat battery cell that conducts well and holds up to tensile tests in all directions. The battery's combined qualities or multifunctionality make it ten times better than any previous massless battery, a project scientists have worked on since 2007. The scientists say the next step to improve performance. Okay, we only got 58 minutes left in this segment. To improve the performance even more, replacing aluminum foil in the electrode with carbon fiber material and thinning out the, uh, the separator. This occurs all in a battery that produces 75 WHKG of energy and. 75 GPA of stiffness, setting more records for massless batteries and also greatly reducing their weight. Besides electric cars, the study team mentions e-bikes, satellites, and laptops as technologies that could use massless batteries. There could be further applications that we don't think of as electric at all today. One of the most exciting potential uses is an aircraft, which scientists are struggling to turn electric because of the huge weight of existing battery tech. Regular airplanes as well as vertical takeoff and landing vehicles could turn electric by using massless batteries. They could even combine massless structural batteries with solar panels in order to store what they soak up for later use. And that's the end of that article. It says something invisible is tearing apart the nearest star cluster to Earth. And the podcast is going to end in, well, this segment is going to end in a few seconds. So we'll see you back. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. Let's dive into the news. With a splash. Thank goodness the toilet ain't stopped up anymore. Or else we wouldn't have that live sound effect. 
And it says, you need to watch the scariest sci-fi movie of 2014 for free online ASAP. Legeniacs, Legeniacs Eerie 2014 sci-fi horror movie opens with the couple's wedding video as they tell stories about their first date and Paul's proposal and share inside jokes related to pet names for each other and the cinnamon buns they got instead of a wedding cake. When Bay and Paul arrive there at their honeymoon destination, a remote cabin owned by Bay's family, they can't keep their hands off each other. They lovingly call each other husband and wife as they make pancakes for breakfast the morning after an all-night sex marathon. <laughs> Was their happiness just a facade? How well can two people truly know each other, even after committing to spend the rest of their lives together? Those are the questions that director and co-writer Janiak ponders in this unsettling slow burn movie alongside more visceral horrors of an alien presence in the woods surrounding them. Don't sound like my cup of tea. I like my high sci-fi movies. You know, fucking strange and gory. song is stuck in my head. <laughs> I ain't even heard the whole song. Alright, that was the end of Google News, so let's go on to Yahoo. Well, NPR. Gotta keep a tradition on the cow chaos in here in order to show Advocates disappointed by Biden's sidestep of gun legislation given his history. Yeah, bow down to the masses. We want our guns. Want to go pow, pow, make motherfuckers say ow, ow. Oh, that sounds like a rap right there. Pow, pow, make motherfuckers say ow, ow. Yeah, fuck these trans youth. 
Oh my god, they're gonna ban this treatment. It's like, uh, you probably shouldn't be chopping your body up. But let's see what they're talking about. Cyrus Hall, a 17-year-old from Mobile, Alabama, has heard it all before. You'll grow out of it. It's a phase. You're just confused. It makes sense. Hall is transgender, and in the early stages of his transition, he gets weekly shots of a low dose of testosterone. Oh, so it's a fucking chick that wants to be a dude. Said, I worked really hard to be able to transition. He says, I dealt with bullying at school and people being mean to me just because I exist. If I can deal with that, I know who I am. I'm not going to go back. So Hall is watching with alarm as the Alabama legislature advances bills that would outlaw hormone treatment for him and other trans youth in the state. Well, if it's the, if it's the will of the masses, there's nothing that can be done. This is how democracy works. You know, I say if motherfuckers want to chop up their dicks and all that shit, let them do it, you know. And then at least four dead, 130 rescued as Nashville sees worse flooding in over a decade. Well, that's an old story. Covered that yesterday. Indonesia church bombing wounds 20 on Palm Sunday. Two suicide bombers attacked a Roman Catholic church compound in Makassar on Sunday. Indonesian President Joko Widodo condemned the attack as an act of terrorism. Yeah, leave the Christians alone. Kyle Chaos would probably cheer this on, but you know what time it is with Aaron Order. Over there yesterday. Amy Lee, co-founder of Evanescence, is ready to tell her bitter truth. NPR Sarah McCammon talked to Amy Lee, the co-founder and singer of Evanescence, about her band's first new album of original material in nearly a decade. Well, damn, I know it's been that long. I'm a fan of that band. The godmother of Egyptian feminism has died, remembering Nawal El-Sadawi. 
Nawal El Sadawi, unwilling to be married off at an early age and, in her words, not really fit for the role of a wife, coalesced in an activist movement that inspired generations of Egyptians. And then libraries are key tools for people getting out of prison, even during a pandemic. A New Jersey library program assists ex-prisoners with everything from making a FaceTime call to compiling job resources. It also helps them rebuild relationships when they come home. Well, that's good. Huh. Somebody in a microbiology lab, a student at a college, used a Petri dish to make a work of art. It's pretty cool looking. Looks like a, yeah, peacock. Pretty interesting. Cuba's dream, come for a vacation, get a homegrown COVID vaccine. The island nation is going it alone. No contracts with big drug makers, no support from World Health Organization's vaccine program. If successful, Cuba will be the first producer of a vaccine in Latin America. Yeah, but who the fuck's going to want to take a Cuban vaccine? <laughs> Not to be fucked up, but it's true. Probably not gonna be very good. Just like China. We give expel mill expel mill virus. <laughs> we give expel mill virus vaccine. By force. <laughs> they didn't ask no permission. They was just like, Y'all motherfucking taking this vaccine that we haven't tested. That's that. Alright, now it's just showing stories from yesterday. Let's go to Yahoo. A shot at the largest federal increase, tax increase since 1942. Leave it to Biden. He's going to tax us in this fucking stone age. Democrats have spent the last several years clamoring to raise taxes on corporations and the rich. Seeing that as a necessary antidote for, to widening economic inequality. In a rebuke of former President Donald Trump's signature tax cuts. 
Now, under President Joe Biden, they have a shot at ushering in the largest federal tax increase since 1942. It can help pay for a host of spending programs that liberal economists predict would bolster the economy's performance and repair a tax code that Democrats say encourages wealthy people to hoard assets and big companies to ship jobs and book profits overseas. Yeah, that's usually why country well companies leave the United States is because they increase taxes, so wouldn't they just force jobs back overseas? Makes sense to me. So be prepared to lose jobs, Americans. Two signs of trouble for buying a new approval poll. Lags on immigration and guns. As he confronts a set of concurrent challenges, President Joe Biden receives high marks on his top priorities. The coronavirus pandemic and the economic recovery. Still, there are warning signs for other areas of his agenda where external events have imposed new urgency. The president approval lands at 72% for his handling of the coronavirus pandemic, numerically higher than the 68% of Americans who said the same earlier this month. Just before Congress passed his $1.9 trillion relief package, his first major legislative achievement, only 28% disapproved of his response to, in the poll, which was conducted by Ipsos in partnership with ABC News using Ipsos Knowledge Panel. Well, I gotta say, I approve of Biden's handling of the coronavirus pandemic. Sorry, it sounds like my voice is way range just because I'm itching my throat. So my voice sounds a little weird. I was not getting emotional. <laughs> I'm cold, cold, hard, robotic when I'm digging out this news. A significant slice of the country also backs how Biden is handling distribution of the COVID-19 vaccines, with three and four Americans approving. More than one-third of the adult population, 35%, has received at least one dose, according to the most recent report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. On Thursday, Biden opened his first formal press conference as president by pledging to double his initial goal on administering vaccines to 200 million doses by the end of his first 100 days in office. A clear majority of Americans, 60%, also approved Biden's stewardship on repairing the beleaguered economy, which continues to be hobbled by the coronavirus. And nearly 4 in 10 Americans disapprove. Biden standing on the pandemic is buttressed by overwhelming support for those who identify with his party. Well, that's fucking obvious. (laughs) 
53% of Republicans approve of Biden's handling of vaccine distribution. Fewer than half hour review his overall response to the pandemic and his leadership on the economy, 23% uh, positively and uh, 44% on the pandemic. Biden, at the same time, is facing some early tests in his first two months in office, finding himself underwater for his handling of gun violence after two mass shootings in a week and the surge of migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border, which has brought at least 18,000 unaccompanied children into U.S. custody. And equal... An equal 57% of Americans disapprove of his approach on both issues, while just over 4 in 10 Americans approve. As Biden attempts to balance the various intervening forces, he, he signaled earlier this week that he viewed the two issues of gun control and immigration as secondary to the pandemic and its fallout, calling them long-term problems despite their increasing urgency. Well, this just sounds like a gun control push piece they've been around a long time and what we're going to be able to do good god willing is now begin one at a time to focus on those as well he said at the first press conference on thursday successful presidents better than me have been successful in large part because they know how to time what they're doing yeah we already covered that on another podcast. So go move on. Recreational pod comes closer to reality in one state. Hopefully it's talking about New York. Yeah, New York lawmakers agree to legalize recreational marijuana. So, yeah, we already covered that. And then five killed after helicopter crashes into Alaska Glacier. And why so many people no longer want to be teachers? It's probably because of the coronavirus pandemic. As pandemic upends teaching, fewer students want to pursue it. Kiana, many, yeah, well, that's self-explanatory in the title. Yeah, yeah, let's move it on. Let's move it on, let's move it on, move it on, dot com. What politicians can do to stop gun violence. Eh, fuck that bullshit. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Pow, pow, pow.
Fuck Rodney King. I'd rather blast. Pow, pow, pow in his ass. Serial killer on federal death row dies at Indiana Hospital. He looks like a creepy, slimy fuck. Good riddance. Blinken slams China over baseless retaliatory, retaliatory sanctions on U.S. and Canadian officials. And then killing of youth sparks protests in northwest Pakistan. People chant slogans demanding an investigation following the deaths of four teenagers in Johnny Kell area in Banu district of Khyber Pakhtunkhwa province during a protest in Karachi. Thousands of protesters broke through a police blockade in northwestern Pakistan on Sunday as they tried to march on the city of Banu and then on to Islamabad to demand a government probe into the deaths of four young men who they allege were tortured and killed by security forces. Damn, that's some dark shit. We don't go killing and torturing youths. Pretty fucked up. Oh, Michael Fox received devastating news from doctors. I think that's because of his Alzheimer's, I think. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. Oh, Parkinson's disease. Yeah, he's had it for a long time. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, no, that's a slideshow. I hate it when they do that. North Korea says U.S. took wrong first step over missile test. Well, well, they want to fucking bitch and moan about us testing our military might. They should suck a dick. I 
Man shot to death outside Houston gas station. Two others injured. Dad stuffed baby wipe into infant's mouth before she choked to death, Ohio cops said. That's fucked up. Man, they got some dark ass shit on Yahoo today. Saudi-led coalition destroys Houthi rigged boats. Drones, state media. Saudi-led coalition battling Yemen's Houthi forces has destroyed two explosive-laden boats that the Iran-aligned group planned to use in an attack. You leave it to those Iranians to keep keep pushing their fucking luck. America gonna have to give them the smoke one of these days, bruh. Just like Chun. Venezuela's Maduro proposes paying for coronavirus vaccines with oil. And U.S. fears China attack on Taiwan. What's going on? The Biden administration has concluded that China is flirting with the idea of seizing control of Taiwan as President Xi Jinping becomes more willing to take risks to boost his legacy. Invasion of Taiwan, the self-governed island claimed by Beijing, would force the U.S. to decide whether to go to war with China to defend an implicit ally. Stay on top of the latest market trends and economic insights with Axios Markets. The recent conclusion by the Biden administration is based on Chinese behavior during the past two months, as senior a senior U.S. official told FT. After a show of force by Chinese bombers off, Ty- off Taiwan just after President Biden took office, the State Department said we urge Beijing to cease its military, diplomatic, and economic pressure against Taiwan.
Admin John Aquilino, nominee to head U.S. forces in the Pacific, warned the Senate Armed Services Committee this week that the threat to Taiwan is much closer to us than most think. China views taking control of Taiwan as their number one priority, Aquilino said. Well, like I said, man, China gonna have to get that smoke. As soon as we figure out how to uh Yeah, as soon as we figure out how to handle the uh what's it called? The nuclear threat from these other countries, like we need to go ahead and get that war going because that's just some shit that's gonna have to pop off sooner or later. So I'm looking at these uh, pictures of athletes. Keep showing this black girl with a nice ass for a dating site. <laughs> These chicks look like they're about to kiss. Well, but hey, man, those volleyball booties, though. So, I'm fucking distracted. Basketball player got a basketball to the face.
and then rebels besieged town in northern Mozambique for fifth day. Four found dead in separate Austria-Switzerland shootings. A woman and a four-year-old girl were found shot to death in a car in a rural area of North Vienna, Austrian authorities said Sunday. More pointless gun violence. Teen girls charged in a Washington, D.C. carjacking that killed Pakistani food deliverer. Two girls ages 13 and 15 were charged with murder and carjacking of a Pakistani immigrant killed last week while working at his job. Yeah, they need to punish those little bitches, man. That gangster girl. And that gangster girl shit ain't gonna get our youth nowhere. Two in Seattle, San Francisco face anti-Asian hate charges. Alright, let's go to InfoWars and see what they got popping. Biden joins the UN in calling for global vaccine passports. What a surprise. Fucking Biden, globalist patsy. He's probably going to make those vaccines mandatory. I've been smelling in the air for a while. Can't trust that fucker, man. He takes one step forward and 50 steps back. Great Reset is here. Globalist technocrats are officially rolling out the mark of the beast. 
as we warned they would under the guise of public health. I wouldn't call it the mark of the beast, but the mark of the sheep. Because yeah, if they try and make the vaccine mandatory, I'm going to have to fight that. Alex Jones breaks down the Biden administration's collaboration with corporate America on the development of vaccine passports, i.e. a world government idea that would effectively track you and lock you out of society unless you get the experimental COVID-19 vaccine. The Great Reset isn't coming, it's here. Well, if they say you can't buy or sell, then it is the mark of the beast. I'm not getting it. I'll have to go to jail or the beheading camps or whatever. FBI endorses child trafficking, waves background checks for those housing children in the United States. I think that one's self-explanatory. Yeah, Biden, they got a lot of stories on this. Breaking Biden, White House, working with companies to develop vaccine passports in America. Biden political operative blocks Ted Cruz from filming illegals in detention facilities. This is not a zoo, sir. A political operative of the Biden administration attempted to stop Senator Ted Cruz from Documenting the squalid conditions inside a crowded illegal immigrant detention facility in South Texas. On Sunday, Cruz uploaded video of a woman blocking him filming as he tried to show the American people the inside of an overflowing detention center in Donoff, Texas. Wow, they're packed in there like sardines. Wonder if he'll play while I'm on the podcast. Yeah, well. Standing in, in front of the pictures, so Please you don't want the, the pictures rules. taken. The rules are arbitrary Please and they're designed.
world to keep and the American the people, people dignity and, dignity and respect. That's all we ask. Well, dignity no, and not. respect. You're asking, is this please, dignity and respect? Look please at these people. There, there's a pandemic. To the people. Let, let me ask you. you. There, there's a I pandemic. I respectfully ask you, sir. Yeah, they are packed in there like fucking sardines. Nah, they don't want to see the, the, the show how fucking... Yeah, he should have been undercover brother with them. As Cruz attempted to film, a woman approached him and obstructs the camera view and telling him to please give dignity to the people. This is not a zoo, sir, the woman. At... One point tells Cruz, to which he responds, You're right, and this is a dangerous place, and your policies, unfortunately, are trying to hide them. Cruz, who was attempting to show hundreds of illegals wrapped in mylar blankets sleeping on floors inside the makeshift tent facilities, appears to be familiar with the woman. So you work for the commissioner, Cruz tells her. You're a senior advisor. You were hired two weeks ago, and you're instructed to ask us to not have any pictures taken here because the political leadership in the Department of Homeland Security does not want the American people to know it. The outrageous video comes as Cruz called on the Biden administration to grant the media access to the facility so Americans can see firsthand the out-of-control humanitarian crisis at the border. Man, they were talking about fucking Trump. They're just packing them in like sardines. Chris Wallace slams Psyche. You are being less transparent than the Trump administration. Soros Asset Management is betting big on crypto infrastructure. Uh, it's already obvious that Bitcoin is the future. Belt and Road. China reportedly doubled freight shipping into Europe via Russia and Central Asia before Sway's jammed up. Fury after CNN refers to Uber Eats driver's death during carjacking by teen girls as accident. Yeah, that's fucked up. It was just an accident. A couple black girls fucking robbed a guy and ended up killing him in the process. He plummeted to his death. It was just an accident. Yeah, fuck that. Throw the book at their stupid asses. And then Trump says he will probably visit the southern border in coming weeks.
Alright, and then InfoWars is fizzling out, so we're going to call it a day. Alright, this is your host, Aaron Orta, signing out. Yeah. Gotta keep rocking in the free land. Well, keep rocking in the free world. And do, 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 do.